Hello, and welcome to The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer stewart and I am so excited that you are here for this very first episode. We are going to kick things off with a two-part series titled The Unintentional Manager. So today for part one, we are going to dig into some of the behaviors that you might be doing unintentionally that are actually making you a mediocre manager. And then in episode two, we'll talk about what being an intentional manager looks like and what are some of the characteristics of really rock star bosses who then have thriving teams. So let's get going. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. As a manager, I play an outsized role in my team members' experience at work. I decide, in many cases, what their goals are or what work they're doing and who they're doing it with, sometimes how they're doing it and when they're doing it. I impact career advancement and growth opportunities and learning opportunities. And I set the culture for the team. As the team leader, it's my responsibility to help shape the environment and the collaboration that happens on this team. So when someone comes to work, they get a lot of me. Unintentionally, right? They are on my team, but a lot of that experience day in and day out is set by me as their manager. And I want to make sure that my team members feel alive when they come and leave work, that they feel invigorated and they feel like work is a place where they can bring them whole, their whole selves. I don't want to create an environment where I'm causing stress on my colleagues or my team members. And unfortunately, research has shown that a lot of managers cause stress on their colleagues. And I definitely don't want that. Now, I'm not talking about being a toxic boss, right? That's a totally different thing where you are really creating an environment and where people feel like they're just trying to survive. I'm talking about being an unintentional manager where you don't even realize some of the things that you're doing that might be frustrating. And going from being an unintentional manager, just bringing some awareness is huge. And then the next step is to become a truly rock star manager where you've gone past just kind of doing the normal things that are expected into creating an environment, again, where people can truly thrive. So let's look at some of the things that you might be doing, definitely things that I've done in the past, where, again, it's often unintentional or you're not trying to you know, not be a good manager. You're just not even realizing that these things make a difference. So let's look at some of those things that make for a mediocre manager. Okay, first up is having unclear expectations. Now, this is different than having unrealistic expectations, which is what toxic bosses do. But with unclear expectations, most of us just aren't as intentional as we should be about being explicit with our team members. And this is really unfortunate because it causes unnecessary stress. If someone doesn't know exactly what they should be doing or how they should be doing it or how you want it done, it makes them stress and have to spend energy and time figuring that out when you could just tell them and be really clear. This happens at a micro level, like when is it okay to work from home? It happens at a macro level, like exactly how is success going to be measured for this goal? And it happens at a behavioral level, like when somebody runs into a challenge, how do you want them to come to you? Do you want them to come with a solution ready in hand and they're more asking for approval for that solution rather than for your advice? Or do you want them to come right at the start and say, here's the problem, brainstorm with me, help me figure out how to work through this? The more explicit you can be with your colleagues about what you expect from them and how you want work done, 
the less stress it will be for them, the clearer and the easier it will be to get things done right the first time. Next up is feedback. And as a mediocre manager, you may be giving either not enough feedback or the wrong kind of feedback. Feedback is so tricky, right? It's hard to give good feedback, both because you know you may have fear around how the person's going to take it. You may not know exactly how to say it. You might not feel like you have opportunities to say it. And so we either avoid giving feedback or we give it and it doesn't go the way that we want it to go. And so it just kind of feels like it didn't really help anything. It's so complicated. Let's just call it what it is. Feedback is complicated. But when you don't give good, critical, actionable feedback, you're not allowing your colleague to grow. And in some cases, you might really be hindering their opportunity in the future. So it's really important to figure out what it takes for yourself to give good, actionable, and timely feedback. Someone once told me to consider it guidance rather than feedback. Instead of thinking about the feedback as in, in the past, you did this thing that really sucked, to think about it as going forward, I want to help you do better so that you don't make that mistake again. And when you make it actionable, you're not just telling them what they did wrong or what they could do better, but you're giving them direct help on how to make that change. And if you're not really sure, then use the opportunity to brainstorm with them and figure out, how can I get better at this? How can you get better at this? How can I support you as your manager? I recently gave some feedback to a colleague who was really frustrated by an email he sent that did not get the response he wanted. So we looked at it together, and instead of empathizing and saying, oh, I'm so sorry, this was misinterpreted, it didn't lead to the outcome you wanted, or criticizing him and saying, oh my gosh, how could you have even thought this email was going to get to the outcome you wanted? I, you know, I read it and there's no way it was going to happen. Instead, we looked at it and said, okay, what was it you were trying to get across in the email? What is it that you hoped was going to happen when the person read this? And when we identified those goals that he had and then read through the email again, he quickly caught on and realized, oh, I totally approached this from the wrong direction. So we brainstormed together some other language he could have used. And we talked about going forward, when he has to write a challenging email, to start by thinking, what outcome do I want from this communication? What is it that I want the other person to respond with? And how do I want them to feel after reading this? So he now has some skill or some at least process he can use so that in the future, we can avoid this entire frustrating situation to begin with. Now, as a manager, feedback should go both ways. And if you're not being intentional about giving feedback, you're probably also not being intentional about asking for feedback. And as a manager, one of the worst things we can do is be unwilling to listen to feedback. And if you haven't asked for it, it is highly unlikely that your colleagues or your direct reports are going to offer it up to you as their boss. So this is number three of things that mediocre managers do, which is not ask for feedback. And then if you do get feedback, not listening to it. Now, that doesn't mean that every piece of feedback you get is going to be important, but it does mean that you have to show appreciation for the feedback you've received and at least ask for it on occasion. Hey, how am I doing as your manager? You know, is there anything I can do differently to support you in your work? Giving your employees opportunities to share their reflection with you role models the kind of behavior that you want from them. One of the women that I'm coaching had some feedback for her manager, and she realized that her manager had never asked her for feedback before. So she asked him if it would be okay if she shared some feedback, and he said yes. So they scheduled a time, and we worked together to prepare her on 
what she was going to say, how she was going to say it, setting up the context, the impact it had on her work, what she hoped her manager would do differently in the future. And she went into that meeting feeling really good, and she walked out feeling super deflated. It was really sad the way that the manager responded. Instead of saying, thank you so much, I hear what you're saying, I want to think about this, he responded by turning everything around on her and basically showing how she had done all these things wrong and she misinterpreted this and she should have done that instead and didn't at any point acknowledge his role in any of this. That's really frustrating for an employee. So as a manager, it is so important that we hear and listen to what our employees have to say and that we give them opportunities to share, even if they don't take it. Just role modeling and letting them know that we want to get better as a manager is hugely important. Now let's talk about appreciation, right? The opposite of feedback could be considered appreciation. And unfortunately, most of us aren't as intentional, as I've been saying, about how we show appreciation. A simple thanks does not cut it. And if we're showing not enough of or the wrong kind of appreciation, we are really letting down our team. When you show appreciation, it has to be meaningful and authentic and specific so that the person really acknowledges that you saw and heard and appreciated what they did. And it should also be in the form of appreciation that they appreciate. And when we're not paying attention to our employees and we're not giving good appreciation, it can actually feel like we're not appreciating them. One woman that I'm coaching had this unfortunate experience where her boss was really excited by her work and said, You've been so behind the scenes on this project. We're about to present this to the board. Would you like to present on behalf of the team? Thinking this was a way to acknowledge her colleagues' hard work from behind the scenes, and instead it totally backfired. The woman who I'm coaching felt like she was being imposed upon. She was asked to do a lot more work, and presenting was not part of her job description, and it wasn't a skill that she felt she needed for her career path. So instead of feeling, wow, I'm so appreciated, they want to highlight me and put me in front of the board, she felt like, oh, this is so hard for me to say no to, and I really don't want to do it, and I don't feel like I have good presentation skills, and I'm not excited about this at all. And after many conversations, ultimately, she decided to turn down the opportunity and to explain to her boss why this didn't feel like the right thing for her. Now, if her boss had paid enough attention and thought about it and discussed with her about her career path and understood her you know, what she likes and how she feels rewarded, her boss probably wouldn't have offered that as a form of appreciation. She might still have offered it saying, hey, I think this is an important opportunity for you to grow. And they could have an op- a whole discussion about her growth and skill set. But offering up as a sign of appreciation just backfired. We're going to take a pause from the episode and talk a little bit about email because this episode was sponsored by SaneBox, which really helps you take control of your email. A few months ago, I wanted to get to Inbox Zero, so I went through all of the emails from 2018 and archived everything else from before that. It felt really good to have a clean inbox. But the next week, after just a few days, it seemed like so much email was piling up again. And that's when I discovered SaneBox. SaneBox is like an EMT for your email. It triages the email for you so that only the important emails end up in your inbox and the other emails get categorized into folders that you can deal with when you have time. SaneBox has lots of other great features and you can use SaneBox with any email client and even on your phone. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a free two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com. 
slash manager. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash manager today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit. The thing I love most about Zanebox is that you can train the emails to get to the right folder. So I've set up folders for receipts and newsletters and a couple other topics, and I've told Zanebox which emails to send to which folder. Now back to the show. All right, now let's talk about this separation between yourself and your team. And what mediocre bosses often do is hold themselves to a different standard without even realizing it. And this is uber frustrating, right? It is very hard as a team member to look at your boss and think, why are they asking me and giving me such a hard time about delivering things on time when they never deliver their things on time? You know, why are they asking me to be so proactive and communicate when they never tell me anything? It is so hard to see yourself as being part of the team and not just the boss of the team. But a good manager really connects on the level of being a team member and a colleague themselves. And as the boss, you are setting the example. So if you set a good example around communication, around accountability, or anything else, others will follow your lead because you're setting the tone. And if you set a bad example or you hold yourself to a different standard and allow yourself to take extra vacation days because the policy is unclear or you work from home all the time because you can and then you don't let other people work from home, you are causing stress and frustration and you are separating yourself from the team in a way that is unhealthy. Okay, last on the list is letting things go that really should be addressed. As a mediocre manager, you might be avoiding some difficult conversations because you just don't want to have them or you think they're going to go away. But unfortunately, that's not what happens, especially if it's something that other people on the team have noticed and you're supposed to step up and address it as the team leader and you don't, you are losing the respect of your team. And that's really frustrating for them, right? If they see a behavior, for example, in a meeting, if somebody is always hogging the mic and you never interrupt them to make space for other voices, you're not demonstrating your strong leadership skills. It could also be something like advocating to upper management where colleagues come to you and say, I need help. There's a roadblock in the organization. And if you're not stepping up and trying to advocate for them and help upper management move so that your team can get their work done, you're not role modeling and you are not being the team leader that they need you to be. Again, it's not that we're doing these things intentionally. Sometimes we just don't we don't see them or sometimes we don't want to engage in conflict if we think there's another way around it. But as a team leader and a manager, you have to step up when your team needs you. We've made it through the six characteristics of unintentional managers. So as a quick recap, they are number one, having unclear expectations. Number two, not giving enough of or the right kind of feedback. Number three, the inability to receive feedback and grow yourself as a manager. Number four, not enough of or the right kind of appreciation. Number five, holding yourself to a different standard from your team. And number six, letting things go that really need to be addressed. Remember, we're all on a journey and I definitely have growing to do myself. So I hope you'll take some time to reflect on your own actions as a manager. And I've put together a worksheet to help you do that reflection. You can go to mamieks.com slash podcast 001. That's where you'll find this episode and the worksheet. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll get all future worksheets delivered right to your inbox, along with some other great content that I produce. So that wraps us up for today. On episode two, we'll talk about some of the characteristics and actions of intentional managers and how that makes them a rockstar boss with a thriving team. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks again to our sponsor, SaneBox. With just a few clicks, SaneBox automatically gets your email under control and filters out all the messages that don't need your focus. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a free two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com manager today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X.com manager. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.